Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Kim. And this is The Department, a podcast about trends and how they define the world around us. Episode 41 here at the department. Um, just a little promo for us here. Just, you know, make sure to follow us if you haven't done so already on your preferred podcast streaming service. You know, we're obviously learning a thing or two here about podcasts. And, you know, this is a great way not only for you to, to get notified, you know, about uh, your new favorite podcast, Um and any of our episode drops, but it's also really great for any of these services to recommend podcasts that appear. So it really kind of helps us get seen. And, you know, if you're following us, it basically proves that we're a quality podcast. <laughs> um, so, you know, it definitely is, you know, it's a good thing. Um, and then also, um, if you have a free moment and you got some hands that are free at that second, you know, um, it, this will literally take one second. And you have like, an, if you have Apple uh, podcast, you know, give us a star rating. And if you got a couple more seconds, write us a, re- a review on Apple Podcasts. And we really, really appreciate it. We are literally checking every other day to see if there's a new one. Because <laughs> they don't true. like notify you, you know, no, it just all of a sudden we're like, a surprise. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, definitely, definitely super appreciated. Um, also, you know, you can definitely find more content if you're following us on Instagram at underscore the underscore department. Um, we definitely have a lot of, you know, notes and um, inside jokes and memes and fun, fun extra facts that we might stumble upon post show uh, that we'll definitely be sharing on the Instagram. Uh, we also have our website, which is thedepartment.world that has all of our information, show notes, all that stuff. And today we have a very special episode for you, which, you know, this isn't like an after school special. You're not going to learn a moral at the end, or maybe you will. But today we're going to share all of our recent hotline calls from all of you. And it it's so fun to get these messages. I hope that after you hear this episode, you will be inspired to call us and ask us a question, continue to share your dating stories, or just talk about some trends that you see emerging. Or tell us what you want us to talk about on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, we we want to hear from all of you. So our first message, are you ready, Kim? Because we've got some wild messages here, okay? Uh Our first message is from an anonymous caller, and this caller uses, or has used, I should say, a dating app that I'd never heard of before. And that said, their experience (laughs) on the date was, man, I've been on this date like 100 times. Uh So let's give it a listen. Great. Hi, Kim. Hi, Amanda. Um, I... I want to tell a story, but I don't, um, this is totally anonymous and it's just easy for me to just, um, 
tell the story than to actually try and write it down. Okay, so a while ago, my husband and I were both like separately kind of like finding people on field. It's the dating app for like married people or just people that don't want a relationship and just kind of want to hook up. So we're kind of like in a like I wouldn't say a traditional open relationship, but we're not like in a traditional relationship. We're kind of just like open people and kind of open to new experiences. And at that time, we kind of just wanted to um, each have our own kind of different little experiences, whatever. So I had met a few like cool people off that. And um, I matched with this person and um, I like quickly after a few like messages, um, he gave me his phone number. So I Googled him, of course, because that's what I do. I'm a total stalker like you, Amanda. I want to know everything about everyone um, immediately. Um, so I found out that he had a podcast and he wrote a book. So I, I of course, I listened to the podcast, you know. Um, there was like an episode that was like he told his story. Um, it was called The Opt-Out Life and he wrote a book about it, like kind of how to live, um, I don't know what was it really about. Okay. That doesn't matter. Um, so anyways, I was like, okay, he's a total douche. I don't think I'm going to get along with him. Also, he's like, he said he was 47 and he was probably like early fifties. Um, and so I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go. So I went and had a drink with him and, um, I didn't know like if I should tell him ahead of time that I already listened to his podcast and know all the stuff about him. So I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what I was going to do. So I went in kind of like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I, um, I ended up not telling him and I sat there and listened to him like tell me every single thing in almost the exact same order that he had um, said on the podcast. Um, so that was, it was just kind of funny. I was just sitting there like, I don't know if that's ever happened to you before. Like where you're just sitting there listening to something that you had already heard. You've already heard all those stories and you know how like, you know, we have those friends or, you know, we all do it. We tell the same story over and over again to two different, you know, different people or, you know, when you're friends with someone long enough, you've heard the story multiple times, but I sat there and heard like the whole conversation was the podcast. Um, he didn't ask me one thing. Um, about myself, which is fine because I didn't, I knew immediately like that I'm not going to be seeing this person again. Um, at the end of the night, oh, he ate, um, deviled eggs. Um, and then he like tried to kiss me. I was like, Oh, I don't, we're not going there. But I was close enough to smell like this deviled egg. And I was like, Oh my God, that's disgusting. And then I was like, okay, bye. And he's like, do you need to ride it home? I'm like, no, my car's right over there. You know, I'm fine. And mind you, I had two drinks. So I wasn't over like an hour, hour and a half period or so. So I wasn't like drunk. It wasn't like, he wasn't saying, asking if I needed a ride home for that reason. I think he probably, I don't know what, I don't know. I feel like I dodged a bullet. Um, but anyways, uh, that's my funny story. I think that's it. Okay. All right. I love your show. Um, <laughs> bye. Well, okay. What, I, what I'm going to say is uh, this was actually one of, this was one of like the millennial trends 
that um, I didn't actually talk about because there were so many of them. Which way, and- Which one? Is it kissing with deviled eggs in your mouth or <laughs> is it having a podcast? <laughs> actually, it's hilarious. Because, <laughs> no, it's the one where you um, basically just um, – you have a date and the, 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 the person that you, that you go on the date with basically just – talks the entire time and doesn't ask about you at all i mean i've been on that date oh my god it's called i've been on that date it's called being (laughs) kanye oh my god well kim have you been kanye oh my god a thousand times yes that is a very very normal date i think particularly (laughs) (laughs) in this day and age like, like for whatever reason like that type of 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 man in in our kind of our age bracket has been bred to exist in this sort of weird narcissistic way um you know it's it's almost like it's like he's like flaunting his tail feathers and he's he's trying to impress you but really he's just turning you off oh <laughs> no it's true i mean i have to say that like you all of you who are listening remember the raccoon guy, mm-hmm. Mr. Raccoon, perhaps. Uh, he was that guy. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> uh, when the caller was talking about, you know, like, you know how you know people who tell the same story over and over again, like, in the same order. Like, that was this guy. Yeah. I know so much about his life. And I've heard it all, like, 100 times. And I don't even know if he – ever knew whether or not I had any siblings. I mean, this is how intense this yeah. just like nonstop just monologue about irrelevant stuff. Like I've heard the story a million times about the time his dad got his mom a new desk chair because she was a teacher and he gives her a present every day on the first day of school. Literally, I've heard that story 1,000 times and I don't care. <laughs> To the point it was that you still remember it. Yeah, exactly. I know because it's been beaten into my head. You know how people used to like play those tapes in their sleep that would mm-hmm. like teach them a language? That's what I feel like <laughs> happened to me. Just in there. I would love it to get out. Mm-hmm. I make room for some other information. Um, but I do have a question for you, Kim. Mm-hmm. Do you because I hadn't thought of this, um, which is surprising because, like this caller said, I am a stalky creep. I always want to know everything about everyone. Do you Google people or look into them before you go on a date with them? Absolutely. I feel like that's half the fun or what? It was definitely (laughs) definitely half the fun was trying to find out small little details, like being like, all right, I see a small like watermark. Like, let's try to figure out more information (laughs) on this person, you know, like, let's see if we can figure out who this person really is. Because oftentimes with those profiles, like, you don't really know their name. You only know, like, a little bit about them. You don't really know a a lot about them. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to tell a story that you already know because you were part of. But uh, it goes back to my love of tracking down people on the internet. When you first told me about, you know, you were seeing Neil, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, oh God, I yes. gotta, f- I gotta background check this dude and make sure he's not a creep. I have to look out for Kim. But for some reason, my brain said that no, his name wasn't Neil; it was Derek. <laughs> and so I found your friend Derek, who's mm-hmm. now my friend too, and. I was like, wow, I'm really surprised but excited that Kim's dating someone who's so into Disneyland. And like I had – my head was just filled with the visions of 
the three of us at Disneyland having so much fun because I love Disneyland and no one wants to go with me. I guess I should just go with Derek. And I was like getting really amped up on this. And I was telling Dustin like, yeah, it's really surprising. But Kim's dating someone who loves Disneyland, seems to go a lot. And like, I mean, that's going to be great because every time I go visit, we can just all go. And he was he was also surprised. He was like, yeah, I went to peg Kim for like, you know, wanting to go to Disneyland a lot. And so I'm building this up in my mind, all this future fun we're going to have. And I, I don't know. No, I am not someone that likes to go to any sort of theme park. <laughs> I know. It's so sad. But I was like, oh, she's in this relationship with this new guy. He's mm-hmm. going to get her into Disneyland. Mm-hmm. She'll see. Um, I was like, we're finally going to eat at that restaurant in Pirates of Caribbean. <laughs> and uh, then I <laughs> mentioned something about it to you. It didn't sink in. You were just like, oh. Oh, I didn't realize he <laughs> he laughing. liked Disneyland so much. And I was like, right. what? And I was like, oh, oh, I didn't, I didn't, I never took that away from him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you must have really dug deep into his Instagram profile. I haven't really looked that, that far down into like, like, like pre-pandemic, like he must have gone or something. And I was, and then I remember then I actually asked him about it. I asked Neil about it and he's like, what? No, I don't go to Disneyland. And I was like, what? And then I was like, oh my God, I wonder if she thinks Derek is Neil. (laughs) Because Derek does post a lot about Disneyland. And my dreams were crushed. Oh, Oh my God. It was hilarious. Um, Anyway, I mean, I just wanted to say that if you did want to date Derek in the Mm -hmm. future at some point, he does pass my my extremely strict background (laughs) check. Um, (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, I was just like, I was wondering about that because like I, despite being a creep, I don't usually Google people like that until – later. I don't know why. I think I just don't want to get myself attached to them, you know? Yeah. Like, it's better for me to just find out later. Uh, But it makes sense that you should Google them just to make sure they're not like, you know, murderers. Yeah, exactly. Or like Republicans. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's That's a deal breaker. That is exactly what you should be doing. And, uh, you know, I mean, and that's, that's, that's a lot of the part of the dating app is that, you know, you filter that, you can filter that out, supposedly. Unless they're fibbers. I don't know. Well, that was a great message. Um, also, I thought what was interesting was this, uh, this app called Field, F-E-E-L-D, yeah. which I did look up because I would never, ever heard of it before. And it's actually a really interesting app for someone that is looking for something that's a little bit more of like a sex positive space. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really progressive. You know, it's not just for people that are looking, you know, for like open relationships, but it it apparently has like 20 plus sexual or gender identities that you can choose from. Um, It's just like a very, very, you know, non-judgmental space. And it seems just like a really, really cool place. Um, you know, it, you know, if that's what you're looking for. So I thought that's a really, really awesome, awesome find. I think so too. And it sounds way cooler than Ashley Madison. Oh my God. Ashley Madison. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. I know. Totally. I know. Totally. And also it, there is a huge trend 
of people um, claiming to be, uh, you know, if they're like 50 and they're claiming to be under 50 or they're 40 and they're claiming to be 30 because they need to go down a bracket to get a younger person. Like it's always this achievement of having someone younger. I mean, I feel like that is such a, and I, I, you know, I don't want to make generalizations here, but that's such a dude thing because the thought to me of dating someone younger is not that appealing. I mean, I know that there are people out there, so-called cougars, that mm-hmm. would disagree. Like, I don't want to start going out with dudes in their 20s right now. It just yeah. sounds like a, a mess to me. Uh, just <laughs> yeah. just totally unappealing in every way. I mean, even if they're, like, young and handsome, mm-hmm. you know, like, what's their life going to be like? <laughs> I feel like there's so much – there's just so much lying on these profiles. Just so, so much. I, I uh, That's pretty much all I hear about is just everybody's manipulating their profile to achieve a different agenda. Um, <laughs> Everyone's so scammy. It's so scammy. I know it's, it makes me really sad, but I mean, I guess you just, you're trying to get what you want and you can't get it with, I guess what you feel like you have. I guess so. I, I guess that's the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, human nature right there. And Mm -hmm. like we've talked about before, uh, online dating is like a buffet. It's like endless shopping for someone better. Yeah, exactly. That sounds so stressful to me. Just like, I mean, not on the part where I'm like the person being asked out on these dates, but like I'm the one searching and just feeling like there's too many options. And what if I make the wrong one? I I can't handle it. It's, it's gives me too much anxiety. Our next message is from Meredith. And I will tell you, she does admit to using plenty of fish, but that probably makes you assume that Meredith is in fact a catfish, but I can say that I know her in <laughs> real life. <laughs> and she is who she says she is. Um, well, let's let's listen to it because this is like another, in my opinion, so awkward first date or pair of first dates. Like I – why are first dates the worst? Anyway, let's yeah. give it a listen. Hi, Kim and Amanda. This is Meredith. And I'm so excited that you guys are doing online dating. Um, I've been dreaming of this episode since you guys started talking about it. So I'm very excited. I just listened to the first one, hooked into it. Let's keep it going. Um, I definitely participated in online dating pre-apps. Um, I never have used a dating app, but definitely was on Plenty of Fish and then uh, definitely did OkCupid, which we called it OkStupid. I wonder if we were the only ones, probably not. And at some point I was on a, uh, like either it was Match.com or eHarmony. I can't remember. Um, I wasn't on it very long. It didn't really work out. No surprise there. Um, but before I get into my stories, I definitely wanted to comment on the whole video dating thing because anytime anyone brings that up, I just think of the Say by the Bell episode. Um, I believe Zach was making a video yearbook, but ended up selling it to guys and putting the girls' phone numbers on it. So while I was a little too young to participate in video dating, um, that's all I know of it. And it really makes me laugh when I think of that episode. Um, 
But for me, I probably started online dating in 2008 and stopped in like 2011. I met my husband, I believe in 2012. I think that's when we started dating. So um, yeah, it wasn't that long when I look back, but it seems like I did it for a very long time, probably because it was just so crazy. Um, I think at a certain point, my friends and I just started thinking of it as a social experiment. And after we started thinking of it in that way, it made it a little bit more fun. And I think it was open to going on dates with more random people and just thinking like, Hey, this is just an experience. We'll see what happens. Um, but being here in Los Angeles, you know, it's, it's hard to meet people in non COVID times. People tend to either keep to themselves or, they don't really want to hear from you unless they know they can get something out of you, kind of like a tit for tat kind of deal. So anytime I go to another city and I sit down at a bar and I start up a conversation with someone I don't know, I'm always like, this is the coolest thing ever because that seems to just never happen here. So online dating was definitely like one of the very few options that I felt that I had at the time to meet guys and to go on dates. So I definitely dove headfirst into that whole thing. Um, I have so many stories, but two of them that stand out the most both revolve around the same restaurant, which I think is really funny. Um, The restaurant is Masa in Echo Park. It's an Italian restaurant. They're well known for their deep dish pizza. It's a fantastic restaurant. It's been there forever. I hope it's still there after the pandemic. They're... It's just great. The ambiance is great. I've had a lot of really good times, but unfortunately in the beginning, the first couple times I was there, I was on some really awkward dates. Um, the first date was with this guy. I think I met him on Plenty of Fish and we first went to the Getty. He picked me up kind of in the late afternoon on the weekend and the Getty closes at five. For those of you that know, the Getty is a wonderful art museum here in Los Angeles. And it's a really cool place and it's beautiful. But he picked me up at around three. We got there pretty late and we were only there for a little bit. But what set the date off on the wrong foot was that he was super touchy-feely. Like he wanted to hold my hand while we were walking around the Getty. And then he was one of those kind of weird hipster photographer dudes, you know? So like he always had his camera with 35 millimeter film in it, of course. Um, And he was taking my pictures and I was just like, all right, maybe this guy's kind of artsy. I don't know. So obviously the date wasn't very long at the Getty because they were closing pretty much by the time we got there. And he decided to drive me to Santa Monica. And long story short, we ended up riding the Ferris wheel, which was incredibly embarrassing just in general because tourists do that kind of thing. And I was just like, I don't even want to be here. And he proceeded to like make out with me while we were on the Ferris wheel. People were gawking at us and like ooing and awing. It was awful. And I was just like, I feel like I'm in high school right now. Like who else takes a girl to the Santa Monica pier, asks her to go on the Ferris wheel and then proceeds to make out with her. Like it was just really fucking weird. Uh, 
Anyway, he decided that for dinner, even after he told me that like he had eaten a lot of food the day before, so he wasn't sure he wanted to eat today. I was just like, I don't even know what that means, but okay. He's like, all right, well, I, I know exactly where we can go to eat. And I said, okay, cool. We drive clear from Santa Monica to Echo Park, which are on two completely opposite sides of the city. And even though it was Sunday, it still took a hot minute to get over there. And then once we got there, he's like, we have to order the deep dish pizza. By the way, it takes 45 minutes. And I was like, oh my God, not only am I starving right now, I am hating every moment of this date. And then he proceeds to like hold my hand across the table and I like pull my hand back. I'm like, this is like a whole thing. Like he even wanted to hold hands in the car and it was just really fucking weird. So I, at the end of the date, kind of avoided the kiss and like someone in their mid twenties who doesn't know what to do and doesn't understand online dating broke up with him, quote unquote, on email. (laughs) And he really didn't want to take that as a no. And I guess he, I remember him saying like, oh, a lot of girls complain that I'm like too forward and that I like you know, holding their hand and taking care of them. And, you know, I do apologize, blah, blah, blah. And like, he, he asked me over his apartment to like have coffee with him. And I was like, no, like, (laughs) I'm sorry that this is a call that most women make to you, but maybe you should correct yourself. I don't know. So that clearly didn't go anywhere. And the the other date that I had that kind of went awry at Masa was, um, with this guy, who I'd been messaging not very long, but he had kind of extended the offer to meet up. And I, like you guys have mentioned, it was kind of rare. It took a long time to move from messaging to actually going out with somebody. So I was like, yeah, sure, let's meet up. I meet up with a guy and it's clear like his aesthetic was very different than mine. And I really didn't click very well with his personality. Like the conversation wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. So I was just like, nah, whatever. We hung out, had dinner at Masa, of course. Um, I guess it was just kind of the go-to date spot. People, maybe guys thought that it was like fancy because it was, it was an Italian restaurant. I don't know. Um, and then we went to um, the Cha Cha Lounge afterwards, of course. Um, but you know, afterwards I was just like, mm, you know, nice guy, wasn't touchy feely, wasn't weird, but I was like, just not, it wasn't clicking, but he was very persistent and he wanted to meet up for brunch a couple days later. And I said, okay, fine. The guy shows up to brunch. Like basically it looked like he had been on a makeover show because what he wore to the second date was just completely different like it was super hipster I think he was like trying to pander to me he was wearing a red buffalo plaid shirt black ray-bans and like some skinny shorts and I was like this is nothing this guy totally had in his closet yesterday like he clearly went shopping for this occasion and once again it was just like nothing we did not click at all he also for brunch ordered the bread basket and like that's what he ate for brunch so i was like that's kind of weird that's weird right i don't know it was weird um and i tried to avoid him as much as i could and it took me persistently saying no i don't want to go out on a date like i i realized i had to be more direct and blunt um and i finally was like okay this isn't working so anyway 
I tried to shorten these stories as much as possible. So totally cool if you can't use this because this is a really long message. But anyways, I could go on. We could talk more. Should we write a book? Probably. Anyways, love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. I think, yeah, I think we should definitely write a book. Oh, yeah, clearly. Clearly, right? Yeah. When she told the story about the guy showing up with, like, suddenly, like, a new hipster look, it totally – I know we've mentioned this (laughs) on the pod before, but I'm just going to bring it up again. We had this planner at Nasty Cow. Oh, my God. Well, he was Kim's planner, okay? I mean, I don't even know if he was my planner because he, like – he wasn't really (laughs) – I I don't think he was, like – I don't even think he barely worked there. (laughs) I mean, he sat next to you, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. And wasn't he – didn't he make, like, a weird noise all day long? I remember he was, like, oh, really annoying mm-hmm. for you to be around. Yeah. And he, you know, he fell asleep in meetings, like, a lot, like, deeply asleep in meetings. Yeah. And he was just really weird. He would disappear for, like, half the day and then someone find, would find him asleep in the men's bathroom. Yeah. Uh, there was we- there was weird stuff going on there. Yeah, anyway, there was definitely some, like, drug addictions. Yeah, for sure. And so he – you know, pre like when he started, when he was falling asleep all the time, he just looked like a normal white dude who maybe had gone to school for business or something, you know. And he went on this medical absence, or what would you call it? I mean, that? literally, leave. he was there for like a month, and then he had to go on a medical leave. Yeah, and it was super fishy. Like he had a note that was clearly forged, and like it, it didn't add up. And then he came back. Nobody thought he was coming back. It was like two he months came, later or something. It was something two crazy. Two months later, yeah. Like he was on leave longer than he'd actually worked there. He came back and he suddenly had had like a hipster makeover. So weird. It was he like, had, it was like, like he, he's like, he came back and it was almost like there was music playing when he walked in. You yeah. know? It was like he had like a yeah. swagger and he was like awake. And I was like, oh my, what? <laughs> Like, and he was back. cool. Yes, he was wearing like exactly. skinny jeans and stuff. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, who is that guy? And then I, I feel like I said that to one of my coworkers and they were like, that's that planner that falls asleep. <laughs> um, and I was like, wait, what? Did I just remember him differently? But uh, anyway, he wasn't there much longer. And I do remember later trying to stalk him on the internet. You know, I'm you pretty did? sure I was hanging out with Sherry and we were like, we have to know about this guy because yeah. we've been speculating about him for so long, you know, like where did he come from? Where did he go? <laughs> like, where did he go? Weird. No, Literally, we couldn't. I, I swear, if it turned out that guy had uh, forged his entire resume, I wouldn't be surprised because we couldn't find anything about him anywhere on the internet. So either he was giving a fake name or he never had worked in planning before because no one who would be a planner at that point wouldn't have a LinkedIn at at the very least, you know? Fascinating. Maybe he never existed. Not even a LinkedIn, (laughs) which just adds to the mystery. Oh, man. I feel like we have to look look him up again. I don't don't remember his name at all, but (laughs) – it was years ago when it was still fresh in my mind. Yeah, that's but, true. Man, anyway, that's what I thought of. And I was like, what if that's who Meredith was on the date with? I don't think it, – it wasn't. The timing doesn't add up. But uh, <laughs> that was immediately what came to mind. <laughs> now, Kim, have you ever been to Masa? I actually haven't. I mean, I have heard that it is like the date spot though. Yeah, I went there on a date once. It's the the hot date spot. 
apparently. Like always. It's always the hot date spot. Yeah, and it's also I we see tons so. of celebrities, all that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I thought that, that was interesting that that was like the place that everyone went on a date. I feel like another place that people like to go on a date is the Black Cat in Silver Lake. That's true. Absolutely. You see a lot of people in there that are obviously on Tinder dates. I mean, back in Madison, um, Wisconsin, we had – we definitely had some date spots, but we also had this one breakup spot. Um <laughs> <laughs> we, was it Ikea? Um, <laughs> like Costco. Just like the most yeah, miserable like- place. No, it was this place called Nick's. And I loved it because it was basically this old school kind of like uh, – it wasn't like a steakhouse or anything, but it had, you know, it had like leather buffet seats. Mm. And just, you, know, you could get pie and you could get – I always got grilled cheese. You know, it was just kind of like, you know, it's like a, you know, traditional old – it'd been there forever, you know. Um, and, oh, and it had uh, velvet paintings on the walls and there was a jukebox. You could get cocktails Ooh. and things like that. Um, and it was really big and kind of cavernous, but there was literally always kind of someone tucked in the back crying. There's always a couple and there's someone always crying because there was just always a breakup happening. So it, it, was, the, it was like the breakup spot, like the public breakup spot. But it actually it is extremely hard to meet people in L.A. And I always wondered how people actually met before any of these dating apps. Like, like how did you even meet someone? <laughs> Like, how is it even possible? I mean, I, 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 I don't know because I do feel like in L.A. you are so disconnected from everyone because of driving, I guess. Because yeah. it's so sprawling. I mean, you just like – You have to meet at parties. I guess. I mean, that's true. Maybe people had more parties back then too. I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I like I said, you know, most of my pre-online dating life was in Portland where like – you were going to run into someone somewhere all the time. There was a wealth of people to date and they would cross your path inevitably. But it's hard for me to imagine that in LA because a lot of people live in apartments. So they're not having like huge rager house parties. People aren't just out walking around. You're not going to like meet someone on public transportation. It's just – different there's less of a bar culture than like say in new york yeah which is good because everybody's driving and they have those dui checkpoints everywhere exactly i just think it's like more friends of friends yeah i think so i think so i will say i briefly so when i moved to la for the first month i lived in a different airbnb every week in a different neighborhood kind of trying Mm -hmm. to figure out where i wanted to live and i'm glad i did that because one of the places where I thought I might want to live was Hollywood and not West Hollywood, regular Hollywood, uh-huh. uh, which for those of you who don't live in L.A. is like a massive tourist trap. It is a fucking nightmare at Halloween. It's like terrifying, just like wasted people. It's like Mardi Gras yeah. every day in Hollywood, but also like busloads of tourists. It's a very strange mix. Um, and so when, for one week of that month, I lived in Hollywood and I noticed that like it, people were cruising there and people were picking each other up in the street and there were like ragingly drunk people everywhere. But that is not what the rest of LA is like. And yeah, it's really exactly. weird. <laughs> 
And okay, so going back to Meredith's story also, which is really weird, is that this guy basically hijacked her for a whole yeah. day and forced her to drive or drive around from wait, they were like they started off at the Getty. Which is so far from Echo Park. And then and then they, they went to Santa Monica. Yeah, this is not what people who actually live in no. LA would do. That is so much driving. <laughs> so far. I know, I know. If you lived on the west side, right? It would make sense to go to the Getty and then for some reason to the Santa Monica Pier. But like Meredith said, people who live in L.A. don't do that. It's super annoying. It's so annoying, the parking, et cetera. And then to drive all the way to Echo Park and to be in a car with someone for that long that you don't know very well, that gives me anxiety. (laughs) No, it seems like he was like really trying to use every – like he was trying to basically get her in a position where he, she was constantly stuck in a car with him, yeah. where he was maybe like trying trying to like have more time with her. Yeah, it's creepy and depressing. It makes me think mm-hmm. like, I mean, imagine a world in which Meredith was like, okay, I'm going to go out with him a few more times. That would have been the worst breakup ever. I mean, I definitely had a guy friend who was a bit. He was a bit over the top. Um, not like this, but all of his like he he had a tendency to push women away, and all of his dude friends are like, "You have got to chill. Like it's scaring women away. <laughs> like that's always the advice he was getting because he it really was it, like like there is like there, there's a level, you know. Like it doesn't matter how much you do want a relationship, you know. It is great that you want a relationship, but like there is a point when it's just like like absolute it's absolutely like terrifying and that seems a little bit too much yeah it reminds me of this guy i met at a show in portland and i guess i like dropped my glove and Ooh. Uh, like my, Ooh, you know, my how romantic my like crappy walgreens like dollar 99 <laughs> magic gloves yeah. or whatever and you know this would happen to me nonstop all the time i would go buy like 10 of them And just, you know, gradually lose them all through the winter. It was like no big deal. And somehow this guy who I talked to found out where I lived from like a mutual friend. Because this is Portland. These, Especially in the aughts, these kinds of things happen. And I came home from work one day and my mailbox was stuffed with all these gloves that he bought me and a note. And that was too much. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's like – it's like say anything. He's like making a grand gesture. Yeah. And it's just like – it made me uncomfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate people being romantic, but that was that was a little excessive for me. And I – like just her talking about being trapped with this guy and then having to have the 45-minute pizza and it's just all like oh, – that guy. I hope someone gave him some real talk at some point. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And then also, ordering a bread basket for dinner is just not okay. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Was it brunch? It was brunch. But you know, you we both know someone who would do that. And that person is my husband. <laughs> That's actually true. <laughs> Remember the first You're time right. we all went to the beach together? It was my first real date with Justin. You were along. And we stopped to get food at like a Vons or something. I don't know. Stuff to yeah. eat on the beach. And Dustin proceeded to sit there next to us, and it was just this paper bag where just bread products kept coming out—a baguette, it was like, a brioche. Yes, he just loves. It, I know he had like he had a whole bag of 
bagels, 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 <laughs> bagels. how do you pronounce it? Yeah. Bagels. An entire bag, but nothing like like nothing to go on them. No, he's the just only like, person I know who just raw, grabs a bagel and raw just bagels. raw dogs that bagel. Like <laughs> nothing. No, t- I'm always like, hey, do you want this? Just on there? the beach. Would you like some hummus? Like even here at home, he's just yeah eating a bagel as if it's a donut. Yeah, <laughs> which makes my mouth dry. You know. Yeah, he just loves he loves bread. He's basically Oprah. Like bread, 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 oh, bread. Yeah. Oh, I, I love bread. I used to send him that, a gif of that periodically just for I my own amusement. Uh, he still is a, a breadaholic, you know, which is ironic is. because, as you know, I can't eat bread at all. And so yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know, I mean, Amasa is known for their their bread, their pizza, basically. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. we don't really go for the bread basket. No, that's weird. I feel like that's someone trying to be cheap. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, matzah is not che- is not a it's not a cheap restaurant. Yeah, that's someone trying to say like I actually don't have the money for this restaurant. Um, the mm. other person, the first dude who was like, I ate so much yesterday, I don't need to eat today. I mean, th- that's that's very concerning as well. <laughs> yeah. That's what is that even? I just think there's just so, like it's just red flag city. I mean. <sighs> It's like our our pool that we could pick from was just <laughs> it was already just like we had such like a low like <laughs> low there was so much low low options that we were just like I guess I mean uh <laughs> we didn't even see the red flags anymore, you know? No, no. Because we never really had we never saw anything that was 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 that much higher caliber. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it's it's true. Uh I I remember going on a first date with a guy in LA who was like trying to get into drag races with people on Sunset Boulevard and that was that was really scary. <laughs> My God. And I was like, I thought we were just going for a drink. Why do I have to die in a car accident? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, this is why oh is this happening? God. You seem so normal on Tinder. <laughs> oh my God! Because I'm the person. I mean, like that that pen pal bullshit. I do not have patience for it. Like, and I would be like, if I have to message with a guy for more than five days and we haven't hung out, I'm like. Not, I'm ignoring him from now on, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so uh, I started just being like really bold with people and telling them that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's that's perfectly fine. Just have your boundaries of like, this is just, I just, who has the time for it, you know? Right, right. And this is when I was a nasty gal. So I was working all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, you don't need it. All right. Well, our next message is from an international caller. And- <gasps> Which is so exciting. Yes, yes. And she's going to introduce us to a surprising dating app. I, I oh my gosh, this yes. message was like so surprising to me. Um, and I have all kinds of information about what she's going to talk about. So let's give it a listen. Hello, Amanda. Hello, Kim. I'm um, calling to you about some with some crazy uh, online dating stories. Um, first of all, I met. You asked about what other apps or places people would meet each other. Well, I met my partner. I don't know if that counts, like if it's long enough, but it was about nine years ago. And uh, we met on couch surfing. And the whole thing uh, for me with couch surfing was that it kind of was a dating app. At least like people were claiming not to use it this way, but then whoever I would meet there, that would be 
ending up as a date. So I was kind of using it as a date. I was traveling a lot and I would randomly hang out with people for like one um, date, <laughs> I guess. Um, please don't slash me. <laughs> anyway, um, so I also met my uh, current partner of nine years there. Uh, he posted something like that he was in, he was also traveling, but that time in my city and he posted, um, that he wanted to drink some beer and he listed a bar that was very near my house and I decided to go. So long story short, he moved to my country like a couple of months later. Um, but in general, I had a lot of experience, mostly positive. I had some, neg like, not even negative, just weird experience, like meeting people through couch surfing, but nothing, nothing dangerous or harmful, I don't think. Um, and I really, like, met some, some nice people. Um, th the craziest story was, I think, in um, Israel, like... Sometimes I would do the same thing. I would go to a completely new for me place and I would post something like, Hey, I'm up for like walking or like spending some time. Usually I would, I would say something absolutely like, you know, like a public meeting, not, not anything, um, too dangerous because I'm a woman. So, so I would meet people like at 2 PM, um, you know, and uh, in a public place. And once I, I posted something like that in Tel Aviv and I got like, I don't know, I either like very uh, type that people there like, or I don't know, that was my real picture on my profile, but I got like a hundred messages uh, and they were like coming and coming. I deleted the post because I, there was no, no way I was there only for four days that I would meet like even half of these people, but I met some of them and they actually was like all kind of okay. <laughs> I had some strange situations while uh, like I, one guy offered me to stay in his place and like, that's what people do in couch surfing, so it's not like completely weird. But the thing is that he was living with his mom. I'm not kidding. And we ended up having like a wine party with his mom. I mean, we were like all three sitting there. It was actually kind of nice, but it sounds so random now. And he was like not super young or anything. I mean, <laughs> anyway, um, I'm still in contact with the mom, by the way. Like, she's really nice. Um... Yeah, I guess that's it. Oh, no, I actually forgot. There is one more crazy story. Once on Tinder, I had um, I had matched with this guy. He was either from Scotland or England. I don't remember, but something like that. He, he looked pretty handsome on a picture, maybe like 45 or something. Totally my type. Not sure if it's a real person or real photo anyway, but, um, but yeah, and we had like some even like calls, you know, like we talked and apparently, which I didn't know because I'm not obsessively in Tinder. I'm one of those people who get a lot of matches and I don't really like, you know, obsess over one person, but he was. And apparently on Tinder, you can see like a location of a person. And he was, if I understood correctly, he was paying extra to like see people in other locations because I was not anywhere near um, Scotland or England, whichever that was. Um, and not only did he like see my location, he also could see if I'm like in a different, like it, it, it would show him like how many kilometers from certain point I was or something like that. You see, I never had paid account, so I'm not sure. But 
once he texted me when I was out with somebody else in a bar and I told him like, oh, I, I'm going to sleep now because I'm tired. Of course, a lie, but also like, I don't own like random people I've never met explanations, right? And he told me, he texted me back like, you're lying because I can see that you're different amount of kilometers from your house. Can you imagine? <laughs> I, of course, like just blocked him because... I think that's an extreme violation of my privacy. Also, what the hell? We were not even like dating or anything, okay? I, we talked like a couple of times before. That's crazy. But yeah, that was pretty creepy. I was like, I think that was the time when I decided to not use Tinder anymore or something like that. Anyway, I hope that is interesting. Um, I'll see you and looking forward to more podcasts. Bye. I love it. I can't, I mean, I love getting this perspective. Thank you so much for calling in. I know. I know. So I just want to talk about the thing with Tinder first because that freaks me out that yeah. he would be able to tell where she was. Are you familiar with that service? It used to do that. Um, I, I, I actually – I asked Neil about it because he had used Tinder and he's like, yeah, they, you used to be able to see which neighborhoods people were in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you could see if someone was in a specific area and, um, and you could kind of track them. They don't, they don't do that anymore because obviously of security reasons. And of course, you know, Grindr, the gay dating app, you can see how close someone is to you, you know? I mean, I remember there was all this drama a few years ago involving, I want to say, people's Fitbits and how they would show where people were. And it was really concerning for, like, people who were, you know, in the armed services um, that that could be an issue with their missions. Yeah. I mean, the location stuff is kind of scary. You know, like, I – I read a lot about these conspiracy theories about how the COVID vaccine has a microchip in it that tracks you. Yes. And it's like to to really call out the obvious here, you carry something yeah. that tracks you in your pocket all day, every day, and it's your phone. All, all, all day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Okay, so let's let's talk about couch surfing. <gasps> I am actually shocked that we don't even have that here. Um, it still exists. Couchsurfing is still an app. I don't know how in use it is. I do remember mm-hmm. I've I've never used it. This is too terrifying for me. But I do remember certain friends of mine traveling and using that app. And basically it is to like here, like in in America. No, they would be traveling abroad, but they would be Americans. Right. I don't I don't know. I don't know if people were using it here, but uh I've all I did was type couchsurfing hookup into Google, Ugh. and I found a wealth of information, all from around 2013. So I think that couchsurfing has perhaps waned, mm. maybe with the rise of Airbnb. I don't know. And also, no, there's no shaming here no. at all. Gosh, let me – I mean, I could tell you some stories Never. about people I hooked it up with but after knowing them for about five minutes. It's – you know, that's what – Life is all about doing things that are fun. Um, I found this 2013 Business Insider article called Couch Surfing's Sex Secret. It's the greatest hookup app ever devised. And this is a racy <laughs> article for Business Insider. I don't know. Maybe back then they were a wow. lot wilder. But um, I'm, we will link to this article in the show notes because it's lengthy and it shares many different stories and they're all 
fascinating. Um, one of the people featured in the article, and all the names are changed, but this guy, his fake name is Ricardo G. And from the article, it says, Ricardo G's profile on Couchsurfing.com, the website that partners intrepid wanderers with willing hosts, notes that he lives in the best neighborhood to go out and have drinks, that he offers a clean, cozy, nice sofa couch, and that he'll even let you bring your small dog if you just can't live without him. Sounds pretty nice. He describes himself very humbly, I might add, as amazing, outgoing, funny, and smart. And he says his interests include friends, eating, drinking, the gym, and puppies. So, you know, everybody could have something in common with him. He, uh, let's see what else. He's dark, handsome, and fit. And he has traveled to exotic destinations around the world from Cairo to Capri. Nowhere does the profile state explicitly that if you're an attractive female traveler, You might skip the couch entirely and wind up in Ricardo's bed. But according to him, it's a good possibility. In the eight months using the service, Ricardo, who's 32 and works for an ad agency, has let eight visitors crash at his apartment, of whom he's hooked up with five. I bet you're wondering, like, what's the stats there? That's a 62% so-called success rate. And if you count the additional two who climbed into bed with him for a cuddle and then fell asleep, the percentage climbs even higher. So I was like, wow. I mean, of of course, you get people who are like, I don't know, brave enough to go crash on a stranger's couch and travel around the world and all these exciting things. Of course, hookups are going to happen, right? Couchsurfing was born after a budget-conscious traveler named Casey Fenton set out a mass request for accommodations in Iceland and received 50 invitations from students with a free spare futon. It's a good idea, actually. Oh, I mean, yeah, like I is. said, I had friends who used it. I don't know if they hooked up with people. It never came up in conversation. I, I hope they did if they wanted to. Um, I, I know that if I would have tried this, I would have ended up with like really gross people. You know, <laughs> like I just have the worst luck. In this the Amanda luck. Yeah, exactly. They would have all been horrible. They would have all like smelled like farts, you know. Um, <laughs> I also found an article on a website called You Queen. Same time period, 2013. The site has a 2013 look. The article was called How to Use Couch Surfing as a Dating Site and Get Away with It. The tips were pretty straightforward. They were don't make dating your only goal. The next one was don't try too hard. And that was best summarized as be picky or at least appear to be. I honestly think so far these are like, you know, really just the keys to success in dating in general. Um, Be honest in your profile. Respect your guests and hosts. And meet on a neutral field. I mean, this is just great online dating advice. Yeah, absolutely. I also Definitely. learned that there used to be a site. It's It no longer exists called couchbangs.com, hmm. which declared that couch surfing isn't just for couch surfing and offered a forum for proud couch cuddlers to share their experiences via short posts with titles like French girl in, in, in Istanbul and Brazilian girl in New York. Like it was like a penthouse forum sort of website for sharing oh. your couch surfing 
erotic adventures. And I also oh. found a guy, uh, he, his presence has been wiped from the internet, but he was cited in many articles as this guy. He's anonymous who had self-published several guides on how to get laid as a couch surfing host. And also, I mean, it was all gross. It made me think of the guy, that mystery guy who I know you're a big fan of. Yes. You know, you know, oh, I, it, I'm just fascinated by him. Um, and it was like one <laughs> of the articles, one of the articles was like, how to tell if a girl's slutty enough to sleep with you. I mean, he's like this kind of guy. Oh, yeah. But I uh-huh. just, I I mean, I was, th- you know what I was thinking about? I was, because I was like, well, you know, where there's a will to hook up with people, there's a way. And so it doesn't surprise yeah. me that couch surfing was because you were literally in people's homes. But then I was thinking about yeah. how sometimes people try to use LinkedIn as a dating app. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, I guess that makes sense. I I've never experienced that, but yeah. Yeah, I've had weird dudes message me on LinkedIn, which is gross. Um, Because, like, LinkedIn is the least sexy site, I would say. Like, it's just like a massive boner killer all around. And (laughs) there's this one guy – I see this a lot, actually, on LinkedIn. I'm just going to say this. People (laughs) who are using LinkedIn as if it's Facebook – um, and then you got the people on there who are professionals who are just posting like HR gobbledygook all the time. Yeah, exactly. But then you get the and, like accomplishments. And yeah, things, yeah. And like, you know, mentor training, blah, 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 like 17 things like, on but, your resume. Like constantly on constantly. there. It's like they, it's like, it's like they're like, they, like the, that's all they do. Yeah. I th- it's just post on LinkedIn. I think, I'm, like, I'm like, really? Do you do anything else? I think that LinkedIn has aspiring LinkedIn influencers because you're right. I see them mm-hmm. constantly and don't accept one of their friend requests because they will message you all the time trying to get you to sign up for like their coaching services or their new oh, like you don't need your job program or nonsense like that. Um, a lot yeah. of it is a lot like the podcast that our first caller was describing. Anyway, I, I've noticed people on LinkedIn posting like cuckoo personal stuff that just shouldn't be on there. And I I laugh all the time because there is a professional contact that I have who is actually a vendor that I worked with at one of my jobs. He's based in the UK. We'd go over there a couple times a year and have like long meetings for development stuff with him. And he's he's a really nice guy. He runs his business with his brother. He posts on LinkedIn like it's Facebook, like his personal opinions. He complains about things. He talks about how young people are so ungrateful, uh, how women these days, you know, that kind of stuff. And I'm like, dude, I guess it's good that you and your brother own your own business. But like this is – I'm embarrassed for you. You know? (laughs) I don't know. Whatever. I mean LinkedIn is such a – why does LinkedIn even still exist? It's stupid. LinkedIn is – yeah. I mean the weird requests I get every single day. Okay. So LinkedIn could be a whole other – sorry, we're getting off into a diet truck because I'm always just like, why – I'm like, is everyone else getting harassed literally every day by people? Okay. I wanted to ask you about something and now I'm glad we're talking about it. There's this weird phenomenon that has been happening to me recently where all these people from different like – I don't know. They seem to be like consumer research companies or something but all based in India keep – adding me as a as a contact and then I'm like sure whatever that sounds cool for them and then they start bombarding me with messages about 
doing an information call with them and they'll give me $100. And if I don't respond right away, they continue to harass me to the point where it's like, hey, are you there? Are you ignoring me? (gasps) Hey, give me your phone number so we can talk. And I end up blocking these people. I think they're bots. I think there's weird bots now that are are like on LinkedIn because – because yeah, I've, I've I, honestly, I've, I I just stopped like accepting people unless I actually feel like they're not some sort of weird <laughs> scam. Yeah, like because most people are basically a scam, or they they want me to do something. They want like me to 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 apply for their services, or 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 it's a bot, or just it's there's just so much of it just constantly coming in every single day. I I, I don't I barely even look at them anymore because I don't even know what they are. Yeah, there was one guy. He was like had a zipper company and he was like, hey, I wanted to know if you'd be interested in buying some of my zippers. Well, I ignored him because I'm, I'm not. And then an hour <laughs> later, he's like, so are you going to order some or not? That was the message. And I was like, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what is happening, LinkedIn? It's a shithole. It's a shit. It is a weird cesspool. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's like everything it's bad, bad manners. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, super super weird tangent. But I do feel like I know people pick up dates on Twitter. They do it on Instagram. We know it happens on Facebook. What other apps are people you know hooking up via? I want to know. You know, Clubhouse. Yeah. I could see it. Oh, hell you know, yeah. You really scintillating oh, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You can imagine. But how far does it Absolutely. go? Depop, Poshmark, Mercari, <laughs> eBay, <laughs> Etsy. <laughs> how far is it? I, don't, I can imagine all of them. You're just connecting humans. <laughs> I'm like looking at my phone. I'm like, are there any other apps on here that you could use to connect? What are people like meeting through like IMDB reviews, you know, <laughs> on Amazon? They're like, absolutely. Reddit people, you oh, know, you know, people obviously are oh, meeting on Reddit. People obviously. definitely meet on Reddit. That is a major thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. No. Yeah. I mean, like who needs a dating app? Anyway, if any of you are listening and you have been propositioned or found a date via a non-dating app, please let us know. I want to hear your stories. Yeah, definitely. Okay, we have one last message, and it's not about dating at all. Um, It is from someone that we know. (laughs) Um, And he left this message a while ago, but we just never had time to put it in. But uh, he has a question about an emerging trend. So let's give it a listen. Hi, this message is for Amanda and Kim at the department. Uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm very excited about your hotline. But I have a trend that I'm hoping you guys can possibly consider for a future episode. I am obsessed with the hard-hitting trend that we've seen coming up the last, since maybe 2015, which gained a lot of momentum during the pandemic. Um, I am obsessed with the micro-destination trend as far as people not being able to travel as much and just settling on micro-destinations, Palm Springs, Hudson, Hood River. Um, I want to know what are your thoughts on this trend? What are the micro-destinations that I'm missing? I mean, girl, I've been to Marfa, but who hasn't? I want to go to Trilingua. Tell me, what are the trends? What are the hot spots? 
I need to know before other people know. Your listeners need to know. Micro destination. All right. Well, I know this this longtime listener, first time caller, didn't say their name, <laughs> but it's definitely our friend Ty, and <laughs> who's been on. The, who's been on the podcast, Ty from Intentionally Blank. Yes, yes. And I mean, I agree. Listen, I think Ty is onto something here, and I've been thinking about it a lot. You know, there's been conversation about these micro destinations even before the pandemic. Basically, the idea was like younger people have less money because, you know, they have crippling mm-hmm. student loan debt. You know, there's wage stagnation, and then they, like, you know, barely can afford to see a doctor. So rather than taking, like, trips to Europe – or Asia, they are just going to, you know, smaller cities here in the United States, which is actually really cool because, you know, we have a lot of cool, weird stuff here in the U.S. Um, But I think that during the pandemic, this became a larger reality. And I think it continues. I think this summer is going to be micro-destination summer because even though – we can sort of leave the country. A lot of countries don't want us. And uh, I feel like there's still a lot of uncertainty about what's going to happen with the pandemic. I know that while I would love to get on a plane and go to another country right now, like just for the excitement of it, I would feel very sketched out, even though I'm vaccinated. Like I just, it's too soon. Um, But I would probably feel okay flying domestically, except for like not to Florida. <laughs> they have. I was just exactly. reading this morning that they have discovered a new variant there, and that doesn't surprise me at all because it's been kind of like unchecked yeah. down there. Um, but I do. I think that this is a thing. I think that we're going to see. I'm going to tell you where I live, uh, Lancaster County. It's a tourist destination anyway, and it's lit out here right now. It is wild. Yeah. I mean, like both in the city and out here in the countryside, you know, like there's a lot of tourists come here because of the Amish and there are a lot of tourist things around that, but there's also a lot of really great antiquing. There are some really amazing restaurants. Um, There's even outlet shopping. And I live near an amusement park called Dutch Wonderland. So there's like a lot of tourism out here anyway, but it is wild right now. I'm like seeing people in hot air balloons over my yard, Um, people taking helicopter tours. Going all out. Going all out. I saw these people like hang gliding the other day. Um, It's it's like people are like, I have been trapped in my house all this time. How much – how far can I go? Let's go to Lancaster. Yeah. Yeah. And I I do feel like people are – they're, they're trying to stay kind of close to home and not spend a ridiculous amount of money. I'm even looking at some like some micro destinations myself, you know, but I'm also finding it really hard to find time in my schedule to do so. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> like, I'm like, I need to get away, but I have so much now going on that I don't even know when it's going to happen, but I want to go someplace and I want it to be a micro de- destination. I mean, where, where have you been looking to go? Oh, we were looking, uh, we actually were talking about this last night. Um, Yosemite. Mm-hmm. We're looking at, at up at Yosemite and um, I think that would be really, really yeah, kind of interesting. Amazing. Yeah. And going to see, you know, maybe my sister up in um, San Francisco, mm-hmm. if she responds to my texts. Rude. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, just like even Palm Springs, just, you know, just like things within, uh, within, you know, a couple hours of, 
of Los Angeles because then I could, I could stay local. You know, we're also trying to within, you know, with, within Graflands, we're trying to figure out the, the plan moving forward of remote work mm-hmm. and, you know, what does that look like? And, you know, if people do go, you know, on vacations, um, obviously right now, what does remote work, what will that look like in the future? Mm-hmm. You know, we all know that productivity, personally, productivity within our company has, you know, it's either, it's probably doubled now oh, that everyone's no been doubt. remotely working. Yeah, And and we all know that, that that's increased so substantially that, you know, we're looking at what's what the future is going to look like and that could then apply to how people can you know experience things so they could go away and potentially then work remotely at a you know at a different location mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of um th- yeah there, there's kind of a lot at play right now and yeah. and what that would look like yeah i think a lot more companies are going to go that way i mean i will tell you my last employer uh, was very anti everyone working remotely, but was sort of forced into it, and because they just didn't trust that we were going to get any work done, which is absolutely insane. I mean, like we're adults, um, but I think other companies who maybe have more trust in their employees are like, oh my god, we got so much stuff done. Like, I mean, th- oh gosh, think about all the time you've wasted in meetings in your life. Oh, it's so stupid. God. Or for me, it would just be like all day, like, Amanda, I have a question. Amanda, yeah, exactly. I have a question. Like all day. Just like the office itself is a is a time suckage. Even 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 traveling to the office just oh, yeah. to be in the office. I know. I know. It's so silly. But I do think like we are going to probably see more people like, doing that sort of remote working on vacation. You know, when I was at ModCloth, we were allowed mm-hmm. to do that anytime. We had open PTO. You could work from anywhere as long as your manager approved it. And so yeah. I would travel all the time and continue to work. And I would get so much stuff done. And, be, yeah. and I was a happier employee. But I have been thinking a lot about like where people – are going to travel now. I talked to my in-laws and they were saying how every national park campground is like booked for the whole summer through, I think they were saying October. Um, So they are trying to adapt their, their travel plans based on that. And I, I mean, I, I just think people, you know, they're getting more into nature that started last year. It's still going strong this year. I think that people are more interested in visiting these like charming locations, you know, like Lancaster where I live, or I'm thinking like Astoria, Oregon, anywhere on the Oregon coast, really. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure, I, I don't know, I've been hearing a lot of hype about Raleigh-Durham being very, very cool here on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, a lot of these like smaller college towns seem to yeah. be luring people. Obviously, you know, where Ty has his store in Hudson is wildly Absolutely. popular. Oh my god, I hear about it all the time. Everybody's mm-hmm. going up there. Um, yeah. I've been hearing a lot about various places in Vermont. You know, upstate New York is just like so popular right now. Um, I think a lot of it also does come down to you know what, like if it's a more Republican or more you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like true. you know what the mask policies have been. Also, you know, my sister had, went to uh, I think she went to Sedona. And she was like, it almost, it was almost like 
the pandemic wasn't even happening Ooh. in a lot of places. And, you know, it just depends on, you know, like, like you're avoiding Florida. So those, you know, but I think that that, that would appeal to a lot of different people that they would actually want to go to a place like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've, when I've heard that people are going to Florida for this like pandemic tourism because they can like be free or whatever. But exactly. I, mean, I mean, obviously I'm like, Oh guys, come on. It's not that bad to wear a mask. Like, please. Yeah. Yeah. And I would avoid that completely because that's that, you know, I yeah, I, that's I, like would, a nightmare. I want to wear a mask. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to be around but, people who wear a mask. You know, but no judgment. You, you know, you go to Florida if you, that's, if that's your prerogative, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. I think, I think we're going to see a lot more of that. Um, I would love to hear from any of you who have a micro destination in mind. This is such a huge, wildly diverse country, and there are so many different things to see, and most of us never see it. And it's like right here, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, there are parts of the country I've never been to. I've never been to the South, you know? Um, I've never been to like the Great Plains. Um, so I still yeah. have a lot to see too. I've never been to Maine, which I hear is exquisite. Yeah. And like infusing – you know, d- um, dollars into, you know, local economies. Yeah. You know, that's localism, obviously, is, is it's a huge trend. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's less expensive to travel in the United States <laughs> than to leave mm-hmm. the country, you know. So mm-hmm. it's like another way you might just be able to stretch your budget a little bit more. But, I mean, I've definitely been mega bummed about not being able to travel internationally for more than a year now. But we are planning to do some road trips. At, at the very least, we're going to do one in the fall for our five-year anniversary and go all the way back to New Mexico. I hope that we see a lot more of that because, like you said, it's good for the economy. You rarely mm-hmm. will hear me say something like, it's good for the economy. But I think that that's a way a lot of small businesses can start to recover. Yeah, exactly. Well, that concludes our episode. We talked about it all. We did. And we definitely, I think Amanda already kind of mentioned this. We definitely want to hear from you about any um, trends or themes or anything that you would love for us to cover in the future. We're definitely taking, um, you know, we're taking, we're taking ideas um, (laughs) and we're formulating plans for the future. So, you know, um, call in, write in, slide into our DMs, you know, (laughs) let us know. Yeah. And it can be from any time period. You know, exactly. it can be current trends, can be past trends. I I have a lot of ideas, but I want to hear yours too. All right. Well, we will be with you again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.